Hey guys, welcome back to the Under One Roof podcast, where we are talking about building faithful and fruitful families for God's kingdom. My name is Andre, and I'm one of the pastors at Living Word Bible Church in Ferndale, Washington. And I'm here with my wife, Leah, to talk again about just some family life stuff that hopefully encourages us today. How's it going? How's your how's your parenting life going, babe? Um, good. I feel like we're just in the season of being sleep deprived quite a bit. Yeah, it's in the we're, trenches. We just started school back up and with a newborn and a toddler and two older ones that just wake up a lot for some reason. It's early mornings are kicking our butts. <laughs> we need that coffee. Yeah. If anybody out there has solutions to why our kids wake up at night, it's like each kid will wake up once. Is that typical or is that not typical? I don't know. I think, I think it's a season. They'll get better. It's yeah. And we'll have more sleep one day. <laughs> but it's good. It's a good it's a good season. It's the trenches. It's the it's a good noble war. Yeah. That we wage. So today what we wanted to talk about was um in the chaos of parenting life and family life, uh, how do we prioritize or how do we conceptualize our parenting in a way that's simple and helpful? Mm-hmm. And this is some, something that's been going through my head the last couple of months, and it's just been really helpful because um, if you guys are like me, I think we often feel like, you know, there's this um, there's this meme I posted the other day about like how all these people are walking in a subway or something and everybody there's this bubble cloud thought mm-hmm. and everybody says everybody is thinking the same exact thing mm-hmm. and they're thinking man all these people look like they really have it together but i am just a mess and i'm trying to figure life out right yeah that was and really good i like that that is especially true in parenting mm-hmm. like kids are complex parenting is complex family life is crazy it moves fast there's so much how do i conceptualize my approach to my kids in a way that's helpful and simple mm-hmm. And so it's been helpful for me to think along two main pillars. And maybe, you know, as I get older and wiser, there's other things added to that. But right Mm -hmm. now, uh, there's two main pillars, I think, when we look at God and his approach to us and how scripture tells us to instruct our kids and raise our kids. And the first pillar is like instruction and truth speaking, Mm -hmm. like intense, intentional, nuanced, deep uh, instruction. Mm-hmm. You know, you look at Proverbs and Solomon is instructing his son, thoroughly instructing. Yeah. Uh, Deuteronomy chapter six, where it's talking about God's covenant people and their life. And what is the hallmark characteristic of that? It is a thorough instruction, a, a life of parents instructing their kids in the ways of the Lord, constantly teaching, educating, helping them work through the nuts and bolts of everyday life, you know? Mm-hmm instruction slash discipline slash truth speaking that's one pillar you've mm-hmm. got to be always speaking truth to your kids mm-hmm. the other pillar is um is grace and love and affirmation of the bible and i think parenting always kind of springboards from god and his character mm-hmm. especially in the old testament you see just these two things god is constantly speaking truth to his people overwhelmingly convicting challenging disciplining at the same time, God is pouring out affection, care, love. The God of the Old Testament is ex- very affectionate. Mm-hmm. He's, he's constantly trying to tell his people how much he loves them. Mm-hmm. You know, The Psalms are full of that. And so I think that when we're, when we're parenting our kids, we, and, and we tend to um, 
kind of fall into different ditches. Ditches, yeah. You know, where you're really tired and you're just hyper-disciplined, you know, hyper-disciplined. Or we tend to fall into the ditch of just, oh, you know, I just need to be gracious and love my child. And we slack on the discipline. And we maybe we're overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. Maybe there's just too much disobedience or something. And we just kind of give them a lot of grace and lack in like consistent and thorough follow-up mm-hmm. consequences, teaching, instructing, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, I think early on in our parenting when we first started having kids i'm really thankful for the resources that were available to us that really like heavily shaped our just the way we saw what we need to be doing and how we deal with our children's sin and i think the consistency of you know disciplining them for behavior and what we teach them and what we say what kind of words we use understanding the difference between like we we do not punish our kids we discipline them Right. We do not, for every offense they do, we do not, it's not our job to punish them. They're not carrying the responsibility for what they've done wrong. It's our job as parents, our God-given duty to discipline them out of incorrect attitudes, incorrect behavior, sin. And I think um, very early on we were taught by a lot of, you know, there's shepherding a child's heart there's the whole um why children matter by doug wilson and a lot of like podcasts and i'm just really thankful because it really helped us set a foundation and i think you know for for sin like we said in a previous episode about establishing that really heavy um fellowship and love in the home where that's that's the norm that's the expectation and every time we get angry or we sin and our kids disobey they rebel they need correction they need discipline they need spanking and there's like a whole movement against spanking right now and all that but we believe it's biblical and how that actually plays out i think that's really important because sometimes we get lost in the idea and the theory of it but like we're in that phase of like very little kids with tantrums and i think it's it's helpful and encouraging to hear like no you're doing the right thing and you should be spanking quite a bit for rebellion for things that are very defiant defiant so you know like i think it would be helpful if we talked very specifically and very practically yeah. about what that looks like because we're all in the trenches right now. We're hoping to encourage other parents. And a lot of times when you're in the thick of it and you feel like all you're doing all day is just spanking because you have several little kids and they're just all learning to obey and that takes a lot of spanking. And you feel like, why am I doing this? I feel like I'm constantly every five, every few minutes spanking someone. <laughs> and that could be discouraging because those are the years you're really like – you know, sowing, um, and you don't see a lot of reaping, you don't see a lot of fruit yet. And I guess we want to provide some encouragement on that. Well, I think regardless of the whole, like, if you can, if you disagree about spanking or whatever, like what, what everybody agrees with is that kids need discipline Yeah, and there's consequences to sin. Mm -hmm. There's consequences to bad behavior. You can't just be you're not going to raise them well if you're just going to be like, oh, please don't do that as they're mm-hmm. ripping the hair out of their sister's head, you know, like <laughs> it, that's not going to work. Kids yeah. need direction and, and discipline and there needs to be consequence to their to their actions. And I think um, I think the problem with, you know, we can fall into like uh, ditches on in on any issue. Right. And when it comes to like spanking, I think 
people can easily get into a ditch of just um, relationless, graceless spanking. Yeah. Where it's like, oh, you messed up again. Here we go. Bam, bam, bam. Right. It's like, no, that's not that's not how it's done. Mm -hmm. It has to be loaded with affection and mm -hmm. instruction. And it's yeah. not about inflicting a lot of pain. Mm -hmm. It's it's about a little sting mm -hmm. that makes a child realize that you cannot behave this mm -hmm. way. Right. But at the same time, it's not just rules. It's not just you cannot. It's you have to give the rules. Because mm -hmm. then, because some people are like, well, it's just rules, you know, his heart needs to change. Well, it's like, yes, but also the rules. Like, mm -hmm. we, we have to set boundaries and our kids need to, even if our kid's heart still needs to change, mm -hmm. right? You still need to lay down the law on some issues and be like this is unacceptable mm -hmm. like you you may not behave this way mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying um there's there's health to that right you know Always you can't just have a kid who's out of control and then you're just like talking to him how he needs to jesus in his heart and not setting any firm boundaries and saying you may not act this way mm -hmm. there is wisdom and there is good health in a firm boundary setting and right. directing his formation of his character. It's like, you know, it's like little streams coming from all sides. Mm -hmm. But that discipline must come with instruction, talking, admonition, looking at his heart, looking and and that um that takes consistent creativity of the mind. Yeah. You know? Like yeah. you can't just be like that's a sin, you need to repent, you need Jesus. Mm -hmm. <laughs> The end, keep going. <laughs> you know, like this machine of like literally copy, paste, repeat, copy, paste, right. repeat. That's not good instruction. And it, it's easy to fall into that. I've I've been tempted to fall into that when you have several kids who need instruction all day long. Right. You fall into this routine because you understand you have to be disciplining them. You understand you have to be instructing them. So you have this repeated phrase. And sometimes it's just like, you may not do that. That's not okay. We don't do that. But yeah. instead of using those kind of... But and sometimes that's okay. like it's that's not like you're gonna have nothing. an in-depth Bible lecture right. every single time, right? But I still try to focus on, even though I'm not always very good at it. I try to say like, okay, that is sin. That dishonors God. God hates when we afflict pain on our siblings. God hates when we disobey our authority. Like right. God hates this is honoring. It's not about me. It's not about I'm mad that you inconvenienced me right. as your mother this dishonors God and always pointing to the root because I think it's very frustrating and it's easy to frustrate a child when we have a ton of rules they're getting spanked for yeah. when there's no deeper cause. Like this is not just all about what mom wants to do. This right. is about God and living in his world and not sinning and walking in fellowship and obedience. That's where love and joy is. Right. Using biblical language with our kids and not just like you need Jesus, but explaining and trying to be creative every time and um, just equipping yourself too yeah. with like why is this what he's doing why is yeah, it wrong to hit thoughtful. my sister be nuanced you know tell them stories paint pictures for them so they have a bigger understanding rather than just do not do it period this is not okay right yeah that you you, you are an instructor you are a teacher and like if you want to be good at that you have to so in, in order to be good in, be providing good instruction to your kids your own heart and mind has to be fertile and rich with wisdom and truth like you can't be living a um, very thin and shallow spiritual life as a parent and not have truth in your heart and then be able to be providing godly healthy instruction yeah. to your kids you know it just like doesn't it, work. your mind yeah. 
has to be deep and creative, you know? Yeah. And I think that's another thing. It's like a lot of Christian parents, maybe they're, they're just, if, if you're a shallow person and biblically you're shallow, you're not thinking about scripture and your life and mm -hmm. the world and your mind is just not interacting with a lot of healthy things. Mm -hmm. You're not going to be able to provide healthy instruction. Right. You know, Deuteronomy chapter six, Moses says, you know, you're, you're talking to your kids about the law of God when you're on the road, when you're sitting in your house, when you're laying in your bed, like it's a lifestyle mm -hmm. of instruction, explanation, illustration, mm -hmm. conviction, you know? So I think we have to see ourselves that way. We have to like, as a parent, that's who you are. And it's not like lecturing. It has, it has to come from your heart, has to come from a fertile, rich heart of wisdom that's truly living in these things, truly pursuing these things. Right. And also you may not be a hypocrite when you're disciplining your kids. Something that I think was really awesome about learning about parenting in the resources we were given at the time was that it was heavy on like deal with yourself first before dealing with your kids. Right. Do not ever spank your child when you are angry. You have not dealt with your own sin and while you're trying to teach your child to deal with their sin. That is mm -hmm. hypocrisy. You may not do that. You need to deal with yourself um, and lead the way. Show them repentance. Show them how it's done by right. modeling it and walking in obedience to, to God. If you're irritated, which all of us get, you know, right. we're not perfectly cheerful and perfectly happy all the time and have positive attitudes that we require of our children. And sometimes we're frustrated and we're like, stop complaining. And we've been complaining all day. Well, we have to repent of our incorrect attitude yeah. before we require it of our children. That's a huge, I think, that should be a primary goal in your mind to never require of your child what you have not done or right. been doing well and it's like one of the latest obsessions i've had is like early church history and like spiritual depth and growth of how, how do other christians in the past grow spiritually and this whole idea of monasticism and monasteries and people living together with this deep purpose of spiritual growth mm -hmm. and like in a sense um your home the christian home is like a monastery like the entire home must be a, a, a space, a social space of continual spiritual growth and betterment. Mm -hmm. You know, like mm -hmm. it's not, it's not detached. It's not dry lecturing your kids. You yeah. must not do this. You yeah. must not do this. It's, it's a whole life. It's mm -hmm. a whole rhythm of life where we are all gathered here in this little community of ours mm -hmm. to be genuine followers of christ mm -hmm. from the heart and this is it means that it's in the air we breathe it means that we're discussing and thinking about it and we're repenting and we're growing all of us all the time right you know? i think you cannot expect your children to be obedient if you are not walking in obedience to god right just to like emphasize that don't expect godly children if you are not godly right. don't expect children who want to read the word of God and follow it if you do not delight in God's word that's just not going to happen and um it's it's just hypocrisy to try to parent them in that way but on the other side too is we as parents need to mimic the process of I guess the process of sanctification or growing in Jesus in our homes with our discipline on with our kids so when we when we mess up and we run to Jesus and we repent the the process of restoration is a joyful one and then we are given strength to get back up and obey now right. so with our kids at home when they when they disobey and they get spanked for something um and we instruct them to not do that again and when we see them 
doing well in that area say there's a sibling who keeps hitting the other one and we we spank them for that and then the next time they get angry they don't hit we have to say good job like i see you're progressing i see you doing that or like when we ask them to obey and pick up their toys and they do it right away Mm -hmm. and they don't grumble encouragement Mm -hmm. be like that was amazing look at that like pointing out obedience rejoicing in obedience praising obedience Mm -hmm. um Rather than just cold, hard rules and you only get noticed when you break the rules. No, we should notice our children obeying rules. Yeah. We should notice obedience celebrate. and praise it and worship it. Not yeah. worship it. Um, <laughs> celebrate. <laughs> celebrate and praise it. Yeah. Uh, because otherwise it will exasperate your children and make them feel like they don't, they're never good law, enough. It's just a law, 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 law pouring down on them, you know, constantly rules and it's a burden, you know. And I think that's where the balance of um discipline and and grace there, there was a question that came into our uh instagram with like how do you what's the difference between giving them grace and not um enabling their sin mm-hmm. and i think a lot of people are giving them grace give them grace that doesn't mean you just let their sin go and have no consequences yeah god doesn't do that to us he doesn't give us grace when we sin by just letting our sin disappear yeah There's, it's always needs repentance there's never something that just like he lets go there needs to be repentance but grace is that love and that forgiveness and that grace and gentleness we extend to our children even when they do mess up really bad it doesn't mean we don't spank them yeah well and it's it's not just grace and forgiveness i think the second pillar aside from instruction is um affection and love and nurture like God makes it very clear in the Bible how much he loves us. Mm -hmm. God makes it very clear, abundantly clear, how he cares for us. Mm -hmm. You know, Uh, the psalmist says that, you know, he gathers our tears into a bottle. Mm -hmm. Like, like, so our kids, do my kids have a very obvious and thick sense Mm-hmm. of my deep affection for them yeah. my love for them yeah and again this is something that it can fall by the wayside maybe because we assume oh of course they know i love them or we just weren't we weren't raised in a household where affection was expressed mm-hmm. and so we don't do a lot of like hugging and you know telling our kids we love them so mm-hmm. much and like just praising them this is not talking about obviously like just being like idolatrous about your kid. And this is talking about healthy affection, like mm-hmm. healthy love and affection. The only way that you can over praise and over love your kids is not because you've given them too much affection. It's because you've given them affection without correction. Yeah. Yeah. But, but there's no danger in giving them too much love, you know? Right. You'll God... never spoil them with too much affection. Yeah. It's not and a thing. if you look at how God disciplines and instructs us like the holy spirit is called the comforter and your daily spiritual life you fail so much god doesn't just come down on you Mm -hmm. all the time Mm -hmm. god is like gently convicting your heart prodding and poking slowly your sanctification like grows slowly Mm -hmm. and god is patient with us yeah and the most powerful moments of growth for us i think spiritually is when we realize just the depth of his love yeah. And our kids need to like bathe in that. Like they need to know how much we love them and how much God loves them. And they can taste God's love to the extent that we have mirrored that love right. to them. Yeah. And that's why a lot of people in their spiritual life, they struggle because their parents didn't give them rich affection. And mm-hmm. so they see God as like, 
distant, you know, like how God created us as parents and our family dynamics impacts how we view God himself. God, the father gives us fathers to Mm -hmm. love. Mm -hmm. And so, um, your kids need a lot of love. They need to hear that you care for them, Mm -hmm. that you delight in them. Like, isn't it amazing? I don't know. Again, this is one of those lines that's just been rolling around in my head that this is the thing that the father says about the son on the Mount of Transfiguration, one of the Mm -hmm. most important moments in the life of Jesus. And what does God say? The -hmm. father shows up and God says, this is, this is my son in whom I am well pleased. Mm -hmm. You know, like this is my son in whom I delight. Right. Yeah. Like Jesus knew that Mm -hmm. he felt the love of the father Mm -hmm. and um, do my kids feel the love of their father, their mother? Like, or do they feel like they must own it, earn it with good behavior? Yeah. Do they yeah. feel that that love is not changing whether they have disobeyed yeah. or whether they're in on their best behavior? Do you or love do them they, more when they're more obedient? Are you nicer less? to them? Yeah. Um, and again, as parents, we all struggle with this. Like kids can drive you crazy and they, you know, their sin impacts you and it causes you to sin a lot. It Family life is not easy and we're, we're far from perfect on this. This is something we're constantly trying to grow and be better at but that passage in Zephaniah the the famous like you know how God says I will I delight in you and I will sing over you like Mm -hmm. he completely loves us and he says these things to people who are sinners yeah and do our children feel our love and just that that we delight in them yeah that we and how how will they feel that is it by just that we just take care of them and that they should know that well be I provide for you therefore no like kids need to feel affection kids need hugs they need kisses they need praises they need moments where you, we when we see them doing good when we see them accomplish something when we see them do something that they've been wanting to do and do it well and be like uh-huh. I see you I see you I'm proud of you I'm so happy you were born you make me happy um all those things are there's we need to we need to yeah. do that if jesus needed it from the father or i mean if if you know i don't know if we can say needed because the, the tr- trinity is like perfect right um but if if this is an essential quality of the relationship between the father and the son within the triune mm-hmm. like it, how much more it is an essential quality between parents and their children like do you delight in your kids mm-hmm. because that delight will overflow you know, and if you don't delight in your kids, then you're just going to be like annoyed at them or frustrated or you, you love them and you want them to succeed. And so you set this bar and you are always pushing them hard. You know, a lot of parents are like mm-hmm. hard on their kids right. and then their kids grow up and they're like, you never affirm me. You never, it's like, well, because I loved you and I wanted you to succeed. So I set the bar high and yeah. I didn't want to, I didn't want to praise you too much. So then you would slack, mm-hmm. you know, that's not how it works because mm-hmm. if you create if you create this bar that they have to meet before you will praise them, mm-hmm. um, they will live a life of performance mm-hmm. and they will be in that burden to prove themselves. Mm-hmm. But this is why I think grace and instruction are inseparable because the grace of God has come to us before we were obedient. Mm-hmm. He, he, he wins our hearts into obedience with his grace, not the other way around. Mm-hmm. Even the way God saved Israel, it's a picture of salvation. He saved them out of Egypt and then he gave them the law. Mm -hmm. So our kids will be properly motivated to obey in a context where they don't feel like obedience 
is the thing they must do in order to be loved. Right, yeah. When they know they are loved, they can grow mm -hmm. better. Mm-hmm. That's how we are all wired. That's how the gospel works. When you receive the love of God and you know you are loved, forgiven, accepted, then you are motivated to love the Father and walk mm -hmm. in holiness, right? Yeah. So that plays out in our parenting. Your kids need that. Their tank needs to be full of mm -hmm. love and affection. And out of that love and affection, you're always motivating. You're always inspiring. You're always instructing. You're always convicting. You're always disciplining, mm -hmm. you know? But there has to be never a shadow of a doubt whether, gosh, do my kid, do my parents like me even? Yeah. You know? Yeah, that should be very obvious to them. They should feel that. But also just like thinking practically, I think as parents, especially with multiple kids, especially when they're really young, it's so easy to try to just survive and you're living and you're doing, you know, you're doing the laundry and you're trying to cook and trying to be a faithful parent. And we just tend to react to our kids, be a reactionary parent when we only bring instruction when they've gone off the rails or whatever rather than getting ahead of it and seeing tendencies seeing bad attitudes seeing um, squabbles with the siblings and speaking into that on a new day be like hey you know today we're gonna be cheerful that's the goal today we're gonna this is the day that the lord has made we're gonna we're gonna love one another and the standard is set that we will not the, you know we will not be fighting if we do not love one another the way we ought to there will be consequences so like rather than like you know you're cooking in the kitchen and you hear someone fighting and just yelling from the kitchen stop that you know don't do that threatening to spank them yeah. um be the parent who gets up from wherever you are leave the kitchen leave the food and get up and deal with your kids get on their eye level especially when they're little i think this is a big thing that we were taught if you are very faithful and consistent when they are like ages one to yeah. four, and you really, you you really try to win every battle. You sink your teeth in. You really, you really say conflicts. you will not win. You will not. This tantrum will not last, and you, we're not just gonna let it go. You will not win this. You know when they refuse to eat anything, and you sit there with them gently until they obey. Um, don't give in because when you really spend time in the first few years of winning. In a sense, they it will establish their obedience later on. It will be much easier for you if you spend a lot more time disciplining and spanking them when they're little toddlers and they're just pushing all the boundaries and they're being rebellious and throwing all the tantrums. And it takes a lot of time. It takes a lot of consistency. It takes a lot of energy. And you might feel like so overwhelmed by it. And it, that's kind of how it's supposed to feel. It will sanctify you. It will stretch you and teach you a lot of patience, but also those are the formative years where kids really start to understand authority and what it means. Yeah, I think it's when it's you're kind of pouring that concrete, setting the foundation where they they have a very clear awareness that there is a right and wrong, mm -hmm. that there is a structure, there is a truth, and there's ways that are very inappropriate to, to, to live. Like you're already setting that mm -hmm. foundation. And so right. the more you set that foundation, again, it doesn't mean you're like constantly being hard on your kids it just means you're very present i think one of the most damaging things is when parents are very not present yeah in the first four years yeah it's just like all the kids are in the background they're just like playing and doing their thing okay they scream they fight you yell at them from the kitchen and then they keep doing their thing mm -hmm. like they're they're self-formed and those formative years 
sort of teach them there is no major structure to this world. As long as the parents don't see me, I can get away with it. Right. It's fine. Yeah. It's going to be so much more difficult to instruct them in the next five years right. because they're already used to in their habits, patterns of thinking that I can kind of do whatever I want as long as mom doesn't see. Right. You know? And that's so dangerous and that's so formative to their hearts and to their behaviors. And I think huge things, just talking practically, like you must be among your kids and when they do something, when they hit, when they scream or disobey or rebel, when they do sin, you need to get down on their level, make eye contact, take their little face in your hands and make them look at you and say, we do not do that. And a lot of times, if they're able to talk, tell them to repeat back what you said to them. Mm-hmm. Ask them questions like, who made you? Like, catechism is amazing. I remember with Gracie, our, she was a toddler, teaching her, like, who made you? Who's who's the boss? Are you the boss? No, mom. I, God's the boss. And then you're the boss. I'm supposed to listen to you. Like, all these questions that just form, it, you're catechizing them into future mm-hmm. life where they understand, I am not my own. I may mm-hmm. not behave as I want. When mm-hmm. I sin, I must repent. I must make it right. I must go ask for forgiveness from my sibling who I just punched. All those things, you know, it's so easy when we get busy just to yell from the kitchen, you know, to get tired of them and get irritated at them and stop that, you know, get away, don't do that. Like you're not, but just getting down on their level, taking that child into a room where there's not everyone else and talking to them, yeah. spanking them, doing a few swats and then praying with them. That whole process, it takes time. And sometimes you're so busy and it's so like, you don't always have time for a big session, but you got to do it. And you can't just do it with one kid and forget the other kid. You have to do it with every child right. who is sinning, who is disobeying. That's why it's like those formative years, you need to be all in. You, as a mom, as a dad, like you need to be right there winning the battles with them, teaching them, training them. And it, it's a lot. It takes so much consistency. And I think people don't really know how it's supposed to feel. So when it gets really hard and overwhelming, they think I'm doing something wrong because I'm doing this every few minutes. I have to take some kid into a room, especially if you have three, four kids or more, like you're doing it constantly. And I'm not saying you're just spanking your kids nonstop. It's just like, there's a lot of messes to clean up. There's a lot of sin to deal with. And that's how it's supposed to feel. It's supposed to kind of push you to to the limits. Yeah. It's not like, it's not a sign that something is wrong when you have spent a huge majority of your afternoon spanking, disciplining, and instructing the kids because that's how it feels. Right, faithfulness It does pay that. off. Later they grow and they change. But I think we, we, we tend to be very discouraged if like, oh, I've done this so many times today, it's not working. That's not, that's not how it works. Yeah. You, know, you do what God says you do. You raise them up, like Paul says in Ephesians 5, in the discipline and instruction of the Lord. And over time, those seeds, they take effect. But like, it it's supposed to feel like constantly, you're going into the room, you're explaining, I love you, I don't like to spank you. Mm-hmm. This is wrong, what you did is wrong. Mm-hmm. What's more important? You work with their heart. What's more important, mm-hmm. fellowship or getting that toy? What's mm-hmm. more important to you, your mm-hmm. sister or the toy? You know, mm-hmm. you're constantly engaging, you're constantly having these conversations and getting creative and better and, and then you say, I'm sorry. You pray together. A little swat on the butt. Mm-hmm. They go out. You it have really to say, I'm sorry have, to the sister. Yeah, it really doesn't have to be like more than one or two swats. I mean, depending on the child, you know your child better. But, you know, different families will interpret that differently. Like they'll do a lot harder. Like it should just really, all it needs to be is just a sting 
that's unpleasant enough that they don't want to repeat the offense. Like there needs to be well, and a the stain. whole routine you go through that routine, it it cements in their consciousness mm-hmm. that these kind of actions are not okay, and I can't do this. Right, and you have to win in the sense that I remember Gracie was one and a half or two years old spending 45 minutes with her on the bathroom floor because she's throwing a tantrum and she just will not obey and it was like a simple task like you must let me change your pajama top something that was it was just silly rebellious but and and you know a lot of parents like even maybe in your family maybe your grandparents are looking at you or your in-laws are looking at you thinking like you're being extreme like this is not something you need to win this is not this is making a big thing like an elephant out of a mouse like it's a yeah. it's a pajama top just let her wear that thing and just cause yourself you know it's going to cost you half your day but no those are the things like i remember sitting on the floor with her in the bathroom because her little brother's over there and there are a lot of kids around and for 45 minutes and she will not obey and she's screaming and at that point i'm not even spanking i'm just sitting on the floor saying you got it we're gonna do this this is gonna we're gonna have a showdown here you're gonna obey and until you obey, we will not yeah, leave this and bathroom. You, your discipline in that moment looked like just sitting on the bathroom floor and saying, Kindly repeating the honey, same thing. you can't do this. Yeah. You can't do this. And it drove her and nuts and she was so It drove her so nuts angry. because she wanted to open the door, but you're not letting her. So you're not yeah. even spanking at that point. Yeah. You're just sitting there gently talking to her while she's freaking out. And eventually she gives in. She gives you a hug. She says she's sorry. And you're not you're not being harsh. You're no. being You're being firm, but right. not harsh. So there's instruction, but there's grace, overwhelming grace, you know, like the two ingredients have to always come together. Yeah. And, and, and have faith because your kid will give in. They will. You have to be the adult. You have to win. Don't get tired and be yeah, like, this is not worth it. They can't be raised in a world where they think, you know, I can just blow her off. As long as I, I can yell be like, loud heck enough. no, I'm wearing this pajama top yeah. all day and you aren't going to do nothing about <laughs> it. And then walk away and the parents like shrug and roll their eyes. Yeah, it's not worth fighting her on this. It's okay. It'll save me the drama. No, it's those little yeah. moments. It's those little battles. If you don't win those, that'll be much, that'll be the teenagers making well, weird and, issues Well, and for later, you. you know, that's like toddlers. You know, later you look at sometimes you have to figure out specifics. Like, you know, five, six, you're really not spanking very much at all because- right. You really, but, but there's things, disobedient items Mm -hmm. where they do something that is the list of absolutely not Mm -hmm. grows smaller, but also more serious. So, you know, like a boy hitting somebody Mm -hmm. like hitting them or like, especially hitting a girl. Like Mm -hmm. for us, that's one of those things. It's like, absolutely not. Well, anyone, anyone. like any expression of violence, come here, you're going to, you're going to sit here. Mm-hmm. And they're just like squirming in their skin. And he's mm-hmm. like, no, you're going to sit here in this chair. You're mm-hmm. going to talk to me. You're going to calm down. You're going to, this is absolutely not okay. Mm-hmm. And there's a consequence to this, yeah. you know? Yeah. And so you're very hard, I think. There's certain things you have to look at. You have to be very firm. Because you're and looking yet, at the future and you're think, not, if I don't deal with this you're now. You're being firm in a way that's not pouring hellfire judgment you're being firm in the sense that this is not okay. We have no tolerance for this. Yeah. And I think you have to think, even as a toddler or like a five-year-old, oh, kids do this. Okay, but if you don't deal with this, they're going to be the teenager who's getting into fights in school and punching whoever they're mad at. Like, yeah. You have to think of the adult that will become if this is not dealt with. This yeah. is actually very serious. We are raising future adults, future fathers, future mothers, future wives and husbands. Yeah. This is a big deal. And winning in those little things um and uh, like another really good 
piece of advice that I, I got from another mom was that um, when they're little toddlers, like little kids, a lot of times like, like sitting down with them, telling them the gospel about Jesus, like they, they just, they, they're too little, just hold them in your lap and they want to like break out of it. Just hold them firmly, firmly in your lap until they're done with their tantrum. So it shows them like, I'm going to keep you here and I'm going to keep you from hurting yourself, hurting others. And I'm not going to keep spanking you out of this tantrum you're in, but you will eventually have to give in to me. And like, I'm telling you with my certain kids, it, there had been times when I would hold them for longer than an hour and a half, maybe not longer, but up to an hour and a half of just holding them until Firm, they calm gentle hug. down. And sometimes they're just trying, they're trying to break out and you feel like you're like manhandling your child because they are just arching their back and kicking you. And it's just like, no, and just calm collected like you may not behave this way and you're gonna sit in my lap until you can calm down and say I'm sorry like those are the moments that form in their minds and a lot of people don't even want to go there they're like that sounds so extreme or like they don't they won't apologize to their sibling and we will sit here until it's midnight until you apologize like we will do or when they were driving on the road and they're just disobeying in the back seat and repeatedly not obeying you it's like we will pull over on the highway and we will spank you in this car if you do not like we will do what it takes uh-huh. we're not you you don't have space in your life where you're gonna get just get away with it because mom and dad are just in i'm inconveniencing them so i can do what i want right now because they're distracted yeah show your kids that the sin is always going to be dealt with no matter what yeah we will not just let things go yeah because they're not a big deal like sin is a big deal and we will deal with it yeah so hopefully that's kind of uh, that's a simple but like helpful way to like two hooks to hang on like all the main actions of the day you know it's been helpful for me um let us know what you guys think how's it going with your parenting with your life where this this little podcast is growing little by little um let us know on instagram what you think uh give us a quick review on itunes if you have a minute or wherever you find the show that helps other people find it and uh, thank you guys so much for listening. We'll talk to you again soon.